From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. Ole Miss had their first spring football practice yesterday. Lane Kiffin spoke to the media after uh, that. So we'll talk about that a little bit today. A lot of content from that up at rebelgrove.com, including photo galleries. It is 2007 all over again as we got some photo galleries up. Um, all right. So anyway, we'll have plenty of that about spring football. Ole Miss Pro Day today. Matt Corral obviously throwing this afternoon. That will be in the Manning Center. And then uh, Ole Miss baseball tonight, 6.30 against Memphis. It was uh, rained out yesterday, and apparently there was an issue with the tarp or something at Red, at, uh, at AutoZone Park. Seemed to be a little frustration. Is I'm not 100% sure, but I think Ole Miss traveled prior to it being uh, prior to it being canceled yesterday. So that's kind of the setup for today. On a show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials, 569, two sides, bread, 32-ounce drinks as well as the Ox, uh, Exxon Mobile app. <clears throat> they um, will give you 1,000 bonus points. 1,000 bonus points equals $10 there with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi, including the pump you are filling up at the time. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell uh, Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or um, you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Um, You'll love the service. You'll love the product. You'll love uh, the people there at Clark Ford. They want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll take care of you when – you call 662-257-1900. Guests join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to go grab a burger, po' boy, appetizer. We've got a full bar, great beer selection, and more. Rafters on the Square in Oxford and also Rafters in New Albany. Um, Somebody asking about Pro Day. It is being... Um streamed or televised or something is it espn plus is that what it is but i know there there is some sort of way you can watch pro day yes i can't remember it's i think there's multiple networks that will be showing it okay i just know it's two o'clock yeah. i got you and i both a credential okay sounds like a party um so yeah you can follow pro day today they will be doing uh plenty of stuff from that i, I again i'll find it during one of our breaks but i do know they are doing some sort of uh some sort of streaming from uh from that Ole Miss yesterday. Um, I know we're fine, but that is making me very paranoid up in the top left corner because it like keeps flashing. And now it just says an error has has occurred. Um, so that's kind of what's going on. I sorry, I'm I'm losing my train of thought because of this a little bit. I apologize for what is fairly bad pod for the last forty five seconds. Mean, I'm pulling up on my phone to see what it does. Yeah, I mean everybody says we're good, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't think Neil's going to bring the stopwatch to pro day. I think he'll let the, the professionals handle that. Uh, by the way, on that, uh, you're going to see a lot of iPhone times because that's what always freaking happens. Um, but the situation, what? I, I mean, it says we're offline. I, I have no idea. Okay. It's bizarre. 
Okay. Um, but the NFL releases all the numbers officially, so it will be a little late, a little later in the day. Yeah, some people are losing this. I just I ha- I have no idea what to do or how to. do I mean, we can stop and restart and see what happens. Yeah, but I have or we no... can just keep. I mean, whatever. I don't. I don't know. I mean, they the wire got cut. Yeah, I can even try to switch to to the different Wi Fi and see what happens. It's up to you. Yeah, I don't care either way. Just yeah. keep going. Yeah. Okay. It just is what it is today. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll be fine tomorrow. I mean, it was Neil only got internet back every like sometime this morning. This I had morning. it back yesterday, but it was kind of in and out most of the afternoon, and then and then this morning it's it's been it's been what it is. So. um Pro day today, you know, what's interesting about it a little bit, Matt Corral, obviously, all eyes on him. He gets his first and only look from the standpoint of scouts seeing him in person. Interviews will happen today. We'll see if he talks to the media. I would assume he does. But, I mean, they're all, they all can or can. It depends on their own personal preferences as far as that. But beyond Corral, can anybody really do anything today? Like, we, the guys who have been at the Combine, how much do you feel like pro days are weighted versus that? Because – like, if I'm Sam Williams, I've already run. I don't want to risk a worse time in the world from that standpoint. No. I mean, I'll talk to teams. I might even go through some drills. But why in the world would I jump or run or do any of those things? I mean – You don't. You've I, already put it on tape. From a level of consequence standpoint, is it just corral or is there anything else that you would even think somebody could help today? I'd have to kind of see a list of who all is going to be there. Um, I, I think Matt's the only – Got they're they're all coming to watch Matt. The GMs that are coming, the coaches sure. that are coming. Supposedly there are going to be several head coaches here today, um, several g- general managers. Probably a lot of the same ones who were in Lynchburg yesterday will be here today. Um, I'm I'm guessing it's that's that's str- strictly to see Matt. Yeah, if you're Sam Williams, are you running another forty? For what? You've already run a forty. You put one in Indianapolis. They saw it. Probably not running another one, unless I think I can run it better. But, yeah, there will be people that post. There will be people that are timing with their iPhone stopwatch. That's so inaccurate. And they'll post it on on the Twitter like it's just gospel. And people will run with it. I mean, I could probably name media outlets that will do it. It, it It's insanity. It's a little. It will be a little less because we're not allowed on the field this year. In years past, we could stand or sit on the those kind of temporary aluminum bleacher things they would put around the forty times. Yeah, and I think I saw somewhere that we're relegated to the yes. to the side. So yes. I think that will minimize that when you're doing it from. So we get to kind of stand away. with each other and hang out for a while because I, I yeah. love so many of those people. It's gonna be so much fun to spend time with them. We do. Yes. Great. Awesome. A lot of topics. Oh, it's gonna be. So much I mean, fun. you can come to baseball this afternoon if you want. We'll That's cool. okay. Hang out. No, you see. I'll pass. Yeah, because I've got oh I've got taping stuff. I'm taping two different interviews for Thursday's show tonight. Yeah, who are you talking to? I'm talking to Neil Stratton. I haven't talked to Neil in a while. Yeah, and I'm talking to Dan Matthews of 680 The Fan in Atlanta. What's that about? I don't know. We're just gonna talk. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. They're <laughs> <laughs> just gonna talk. Yeah. I, mean, I honestly don't know. I'm doing his show at 12:15, and he's like, "Can you do my show?" And I said, "Well, yeah, but you got to return the favor." What do you expect from Matt today? Um, he'll do great. He's healthy. He's going to look good in shorts. Going to throw the ball yeah, around. I suspect he'll display his arm. Everybody's going crazy about Malik Willis's arm yesterday, which is understandable. He's got a great arm. 
Um, Matt's got a great arm too. I think you'll see that. Um, look, I think three quarterbacks are going in the first round, and I think Matt's one of them. You do believe he'll end up going? Yeah, first, right? I think Pickett, Willis, and Corral will go in the first round. They're going to get over it. I mean, they, what you know, Matt's got some questions. Willis has some questions. They're obsessed with Pickett's hand size. They are. Um, that's what the NFL does. They just pick you apart. At the end of the day, all three guys are winners. And Corral's a really good quarterback. We saw what he did at Ole Miss over the last two years. So he'll probably he'll probably comfort a little bit. What's hurt him is they just haven't seen him do anything. He wasn't at the Senior Bowl. The last time they saw him, he was limping off a field on crutches. You know, I mean, in terms sure. of what they really saw. And then they didn't see him at the Senior Bowl because he wasn't there. They didn't. He didn't do anything at the Combine, so they have questions. Because they're having these meetings every day over data points that don't change. They do it all the time. That's what they do. They sit and they... They analyze it and analyze it and analyze it. And so if you are kind of pro-corral inside an organization, today's a day that's affirmation. If you're convinced yourself that there's something wrong with him, today's the day that you're looking to see if you're right. And, and, and if not, you're coming back with, okay, we got to reevaluate this. we got to talk about it. Or if you see things that are like, oh, yeah, yeah, see? See, he's not, he's not our guy. We're at the affirmation point of the – draft process teams kind of know what they're doing or if you're a team that's like let's say pittsburgh at 20 and you need a quarterback the question that you're having internally is how how big of a price are we willing to pay to move up Mm -hmm. how much do we have to move up let's just say for kicks and giggles that they've got quarterbacks ranked in order willis pickett corral just for change that up however you want to all right will willis be available at 20 no? Okay, what will it cost us to move up to whatever spot it takes to get him? All right, is that worth how much difference we view him from Pickett or him from Corral? Those are the questions that they're having. Those are the debates that they're having, the the analysis that they're doing. It's It runs deeper than just which one of these guys do we like the most. Do we like one so much more than the other that we're willing to pay a, a premium price? Those are the questions. And so that's why if you see coaches that are there today, those they can all sit around and do the – I mean, you now know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Panthers, the Steelers, are absolutely evaluating Malik Willis. And if they're here today, they're absolutely evaluating Matt Corral. Because they're not going to waste their time. No. I mean, they, they need to see the guys in person. They want to talk to them in person. But then they'll bring them – I suspect all three of these guys are going to have trips to Charlotte, to Pittsburgh, to Seattle, to Detroit. They're, all three of these guys, at a minimum, will go to those four places. And they'll go inside those buildings, and those people are going to try to get to know them and try to mm-hmm. figure something out. Which one of those guys is the guy that you want to – The minutia just – Well, and not only that, but you're a GM. I mean, how many opportunities, how many bites at the apple do you get before they say, hey, let's find the new biter? So, you know, you want to get it right. And quarterback's a big – look at the NFL right now. Look at the teams that – look at free agency. Um, with, you know, we talked about Deshaun Watson yesterday. Talked about Matt Ryan. You talk about the Saints, um, you know, the, probably in the quarterback market as well. But the Saints sign up Jameis Winston for two more years. It's 
what determines leagues. You look at the the two teams in the Super Bowl. The Rams go get Matthew Stafford. They finally win a Super Bowl. The Bengals have uh, Burrow and only his second year. They look at it like, oh, my God, we might have an absolute franchise on our hands. We've got to protect him. And they go out and sign three free agents on the offensive line to bolster their offensive line. It's a quarterback league. And so when you're evaluating Pickett and Corral and Malik Willis and those guys, you're you're trying to figure out which is the guy that gives you the best chance to move. Which of the, which of those guys, if any of those guys, has a chance to become a top ten NFL quarterback? Because without one, you're not winning in this league. So it was mentioned in the uh, in the stream about Deion Sanders yesterday. Frankly, I don't blame him for what he did. He's promoting his own program. It was nothing overly malicious in anyone. I got no issue with it. Um, no, it was fine. He had 22 teams at Jackson State's pro day yesterday, which is a credit to him because a lot of uh, a lot of those would not be would not be there um, in yeah, other sure. places. And they did a good job. They kind of brought in Alcorn and Valley and said, "Hey, bring everybody in, get them all here in one place, and maybe they see somebody." I mean, the beneficiary for that was the. Um, I think his name is James Houston. He had like 16 and a half sacks in FCS, had some good numbers yesterday, ran a 4-6. So he probably he was not invited to the combine, so it was a big day for him. He probably does have a chance to get drafted at sure. some point because of that. No, I had no problem. Um, I mean, that's the Yeah, Dion's quote, 10 of them are missing. I don't think I ain't going to call you out. Yeah, you 10 that's missing, if I catch you at State or Ole Miss, it's going to be a problem. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be a problem. Our kids are that good. You should have shown up too promoting his kids. I mean, there's things Dion does from a media standpoint that I can't stand and I think are stupid. I thought it was ridiculous what he did to Sus about the coach thing last year, but this one I got no problem at all. It's 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 completely and utterly fine. Yeah, agreed. Um, his job is to promote his program. He does it. Yeah. There were no HBCU players taken in the draft last year. Um, he has a quote about, you know, trying to fix that. I mean, so it's fine. All good. I mean, his, his job is to promote Jackson State, and if he can do anything where – Maybe next year two teams go, you know what, just to not hear him blabber, sure, go watch those kids. Okay, well, then he he served his purpose. He accomplished what he was trying to accomplish. He's always going to say things. Most of the time it probably helps his institution in some way or another. Um, again, he does some dumb stuff, but this was not uh, this was not really one of those. I got no I got no qualms with uh, with Dion over, uh, over yesterday. And obviously there are going to be more teams at Ole Miss and State's Pro Day. There are more players available for the yeah, draft. Probably all be there today. I mean, that's you got Sam Williams, you got Corral, you got other guys who it just takes one team. Frankly, a few years ago when there was the pro day that a lot of the league wasn't there, that was one of the. I remember. Some, I, I, oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember yeah, someone yeah. saying, "If you want to know the health of your program, you know now." Yeah, that's right. I remember that. You kind of looked yeah. around and went, "Whoa." Yeah. Yeah. Because the year that you know Robert Kimdichi and Laquan Treadwell and Jeremy. Laramie Tunsil and all those guys. There were other guys, too, in that group. When they were all out there, it was a zoo. I hear people expecting a similar zoo today. And I think most of that, I mean, 99% of that is, is corral. And with the Manny Center construction, that's got a chance to be a real zoo. Yeah. I mean, like a... going to be some parking issues. Yes, everywhere. I just decided to walk yesterday. I was like, we're just gonna, just gonna walk. Um, I got so. lucky and just pulled in at some at a time that someone was pulling out, so I just Did got you? a spot. Yeah, okay. so. that's gonna be a nightmare in football season, though. When trying to find a place to park so you can walk all the way into the stadium to, because yeah. that's some people ask about the lighting difference and. We can't get you can't use the team room because I don't think it actually exists anymore. Yeah, they broke, they tore it out. Yeah, it doesn't exist. So we, um, yeah, press conferences this spring are in the 
halftime locker room. Underneath the end zone. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. So. Yeah. It was kind of dark, and it was hard to hear. And Lane doesn't talk loud anyway. And so from where we were There's sitting. There's a dungeon quality to that room a little yeah. bit. There really, there really kind of is. It just, yeah. it, it just is what it is. But. And then like Mingo spoke so fast that you wanted to go, hey, man, is there any way you could slow down? I need a minute. Because I need a minute to kind of absorb what you're saying. Yeah. So anyway. All right, we'll move on in a second for the about primeshrimp.com. Prime Shrimp announcing a release of their fourth flavor. There it is garlic herb butter, the most versatile offering yet because you take the shrimp and the garlic butter, you can pour it over pasta, rice, veggies, serve it up with shrimp scampi, or a serpent turf atop a steak. Between that and Alfredo, you've got a meal inside the pouch. It's ready in less than 10 minutes. And they also have their two other seasonings, the uh, signature and the Louisiana shrimp boil. Two sauce offerings, of course, with the French Quarter Alfredo and the garlic herb butter. PrimeShrimp.com, money-back guarantee, and $20 off your first order with MPW. The NCAA tournament gets started again tomorrow. You can bet on it at uh, BroThrow.com. Stop paying the juice. Bet with your friends on BroThrow. It's DeadSoxy.com. The home run deal's over, but you can still get 25% off every purchase at DeadSoxy.com. Just enter the promo code REBELGROVE at uh, checkout. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. Warm-up patches used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. So just go to GameChangerPatch.com and enter promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. If you want to learn more about ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, Children's jewelry and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. It's lamonsfinejewelry.com or I'll call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, DeSoto County, that area, call the people at Southern 662 662- Four two nine forty four twenty nine. Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy six six two two three six two 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 two. They're on South Lamar in Oxford, also on the Square in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. They offer MedSync free prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. Also with Rightway Meds, they'll individually package your medication for those who need that extra step. So again. On South Lamar, GNM, 662-236-2222. As mentioned, Ole Miss and Memphis rained out last night. Um, They play tonight at 630 back in Oxford. They waited a long time to even figure out whether they were traveling up there. It rained in Memphis until sometime after 5, 5 to 6 o'clock, somewhere in there. And I was trying to set up a couple things. I was trying to figure out if they were going, not going. It was, it was, it was sort of in flux. They did go all the way up there. They uh, they were in Memphis when the game was called yesterday. And your first clue on it was I saw a, I saw a tweet from David Kellum that has since been deleted. Um, and David's one of the nicest humans on the planet. And I went, there was some edge in that. So something happened that annoyed with some folks uh, from Oxford yesterday as they got to Memphis. Now, I think he had to be there anyway because it was a Rebel Road trip. 
event uh, last night in Memphis. I saw pictures where Keith and Lane and Kellum and people were there. But um, they got there before they pulled the tarp. And when I don't know what happened, if it was a hole, if they didn't know how to pull it, I would assume they know how to pull it because it was the red. It was the Redbirds. Um, it the right side of the infield was covered in water. Like I've seen pictures, it was, yeah, it was a lake. Yeah, it was a lake. Like they did. Had they just done everything properly, they would have been able to play baseball last night. It might not have started at six, but they would have been playing before seven o'clock. But and I, I don't remember how long ago this was. Like they've had some issues with this in the past. Like I think the, probably the answer in some ways is that AutoZone Park doesn't give a crap about this game. Um. Yeah, because a few years ago they were supposed to play in AutoZone, like left the sprinklers on all day or something. Like there was actually a game canceled because AutoZone had just watered the field or something. Like they've had several issues over the course. Oh, I think though, they knew they knew that the tarp had an issue. Well, I guess you could have taken it off incorrectly and dumped all the water onto the side of the field, though, couldn't you? One way or the other. Like, I don't, I have, again, I don't, I don't yeah, know. I don't, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I, I took some tarps off back in the day playing high school baseball, but I'm not really an expert at the, the activity. Um, but there was frustration. They play back in Oxford today. Um, Ole Miss has only played on campus at Memphis one time since I've been covering the team. It's always been at AutoZone for that other game. And that was maybe the year that they had to run. Like, they just had no ability to get back at AutoZone once it had been um, taken or not taken at that uh, at that point. But they'll play tonight. Frankly, it's probably a good thing for Ole Miss. They did not need a five-game week this week with Tennessee coming in Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. The one helps out a ton. I Media Relations told us a few days ago they expect um, Jack Washburn to pitch today instead of yesterday. They would He would be the number one midweek starter either uh, either way. So I don't know. Yeah, his uh, his tweet was no game tonight. Tarp had a leak. Dot dot dot. See you tomorrow in Oxford. I'm pretty sure our tarp works. Oh, um, that's so. not too bad though. Come for on. Kellum, that was. I mean, you make a team show up at a ballpark when the common sense thing would have been earlier in the day to cancel the game. Well, yes. I mean, it would have been much easier at because I think they left around two, so they got there three thirty ish. So they could have called them at two o'clock and said, "Hey, guys." This doesn't make sense. This let's just we'll punt. Instead, you make everybody load up and get dressed, which means they have to come back. Yeah, it was a four-hour deal. Even just the travel and unpacking and all packing and all that stuff. Just, I mean, yeah, just completely unnecessary. So I get it. And then for Kellum, they had to cook up all their radio stuff and all that stuff, and then you find out, hey, we're not. Come on, I get it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's okay to be frustrated. It's a pain. It's okay. It's okay to tell people. Yeah. To I eat don't think it. it's Memphis's fault, but no. But it's I o- think it's the part. But, but it's okay to be a little pissed off. It's all right. Oh, you screw up the tarp takeoff a little bit, and a little wind gets you, and it'll take you for a ride. There's a there's a system to it. It can oh, it yeah. can get a little a little hairy. It's kind um, of surprised to, but it's not a major league ballpark, so you don't have a major league grounds crew. It's still a. I'm a little surprised that it happened there. If you told me, hey, it happened at the University of Memphis or whatever, I'd have been like, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know what happens. Well, I mean, the players are in charge. I mean, Ole Miss pulls their own tarp, takes yeah. it off. I mean, it's not, you know, that, I mean, you have grounds crew that takes care of the field from a raking and things standpoint, but the players are the ones that roll the tarp and all that stuff. Yes. That is, uh, that is true, so. I don't know. I mean, there's really no other news from baseball. They did switch up the rotation a little bit. Uh, they're going Gaddis, 
Doherty Diamond this week. They're flipping Derek and and, and Jack. I, I don't know. Feels like Derek's. Well, I mean, you're sliding. I mean, for sure. I mean, you yeah. kind of you start at one place and then you 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 know you, you you move down. There's only one more place to go, and it's out of the rotation at this point. But um, what they are trying to do is anyone who potentially can lengthen their starts. Derek has not shown that ability as well as Gaddis and maybe even Doherty because of last week. Um, so you're just trying to save the bullpen earlier in the weekend. It's kind of the goal here as much as anything. Um, they're still trying to figure it out. You know, some people said, well, you know, what up mentalities and things. Look, Saturday and Sunday have different mentalities, but it's not like Saturday doesn't have stress on you because if you lose on Friday, Saturday becomes a pretty big stressful day. Sure. Um, so it's – Friday, Saturday, and Sunday each have different middle hurdles that are required to be a starting pitcher in this league, I guess is the point. Um, so I don't believe that's a huge thing. I mean, we'll see what happens. I, it's it's an interesting deal for a number one team in the country because they are really scuffling to put a rotation together. They're just There's nothing you love about any part of it right now, if you're just being completely honest. Um, you, and you, again, you're, we talked about this yesterday. I'm not going to harp on it long. But you're you're counting on a lot of bullpen outs. You're counting on a lot of newcomers, a lot of young guys in the pen. Just a lot of question marks as you get into this week, this second week of the of, of SEC play. It's a, it's a big test. It's a little bit of a culture shock for both teams this weekend. By far the best opponents each has played. Mm-hmm. I know Tennessee had the tournament in Texas, so they have played a few good games. But – Otherwise, outside of that, they've been pretty cush. They've been at home for every other game in that band box of a ballpark in Knoxville. It's really plays to their strengths pretty well. They've hit a lot of home runs. I'm sure Vitello's looking forward teams. to finding out a little bit more about his team. Won't be a verdict on his team, but he'll learn a little bit, little bit more. Mm-hmm. Take some things back to Knoxville to file away. Yeah, before you play Vanderbilt next week in Nashville. Yeah. Well, he's probably looking forward to these six games. If you offered him three and three right now, he'd probably say done. Yeah, let's move on and we'll go yeah. from there. It's going to open up. So yeah, other than the Gators, it's going to get a little easier after that. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. That's uh, that's kind of it. They play Memphis. They need to win tonight. I mean, it does feel like a fairly important midweek game. It's what when you start st- studying their schedule a little bit. They've lost three midweek. They've lost three non-conference. Sorry, at this point, they lost to CLA, one to UCF, and one to Oral Roberts. You don't want to go worse than about twenty-one and five in the non-league. So I kind of anything more than two more losses becomes a, a, an overall net negative in the non-con. Seagull's got a weird resume, huh? They got a losing record. They got a losing record in their league, but they've got wins over Arkansas, Ole Miss, and maybe La Tech. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. They got some, <laughs> they're like, see. <laughs> Well, it's that team where like they're not very good. They're probably not winning their conference tournament, but they showed up as the four, and you kind of go, "Uh, got a is that is that a, is that a deal here? We got a, we got a problem tonight. I don't I, I, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, whatever. Um, Tennessee beat the crap out of somebody last night because Butler. they was it Butler? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Butler walked four in the first inning. It was six nothing at one point. I okay. Usually, passing out four walks in the first inning is not not ideal for uh it's not on the recipe for how to how to had a steal a one in knoxville yeah. last night yeah, yeah yeah so i don't know uh arkansas plays today lsu plays la tech in the other side of the home and home tonight oh it's uh, in baton rouge yeah back in baton rouge Seven thirty start late start Oof. on that tonight yeah a little bit little little late on the start there how's tech doing so far this year do you know um they're right here i can tell you louisiana tech is 14 and 6 they are 2 and 1 in conference usa they have a two out of three loss to Tulane on a weekend. They swept Wichita State. They lost to Nichols and Selaw back to back in the midweek. Uh. They took two out of three from McNeese. 
They beat C-Law in a midweek, and then they swept Houston Baptist, and they took two out of three from UT San Antonio okay. to start league play. But that was crazy there. UT San Antonio and Tech. I give them a lot of credit for building a schedule. Um, La Tech has done a really nice job building a schedule. You make sure you get the two-lane games. You make sure you get the LSU games. Mm-hmm. They get um, they get Dallas Baptist in a midweek. They've done a really good job putting a schedule together. They've got Louisiana Lafayette a couple times. I, 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 Lane Burroughs has done, not just in coaching his team, but from a program management standpoint, watching from 10,000 feet, Lane Burroughs has done one hell of a job at La Tech, just putting everything yeah, together. Everybody brags about him there. And overcoming the stadium issue. Sure. You know, had to rebuild. I mean, all that stuff. There's That's a that's become a pretty model mid-major program in, in, in college baseball. They've done a hell of a job. He's going to start getting looks immediately. I just don't see how he sticks yeah. at Tech very long. He's he's he he feels very destined for SEC Big Twelve here in the next. Yeah, if you're Tech, you're putting together a list of potential next Lane Burrows. Not the worst thing to be if you become a feeder system. Oh, I mean, just do it again. Do it yeah. again. Do it again. That's what I would try to do. Because that new guy's going to see. Hey, oh sure, Lane did it. We're all oh, good. sure. Burrows makes that's the part of the. Part of that deal that people a lot of times lose sight of, he makes that job more attractive for future young guys. Oh, because if it's Louisiana Tech or a similar salary team that hasn't had that, you know, oh no, hey, yeah. I can. Sure. And you're going to get those opportunities. They're going to get to beat LSU and get to beat those. Sure. Guys. And hey, yeah. put it on the map a little yeah. bit. Let it be what it is. So, anyway, that's, uh, that's your baseball rundown. I was going to look and see just real, uh, real quickly if there were any. Weird things in the league last night. I assuming a lot of people play that that weather was pretty isolated. Well, it wasn't necessarily isolated, but it hit us during the time that the games would be impacted. I guess put it that way. Uh, looking around, Vanderbilt thirteen to four over Belmont. I'm seeing anybody lost. Auburn beat South Alabama in a game that probably took six and a half hours. It was thirteen to twelve on the planes last night. Mm. So God knows how long that took. Uh, the Citadel beat South Carolina four to three. Um, looks like it was at the Citadel last night. Tennessee ended up winning 13-3. to Kentucky beat Moorhead. A&M beat Rice. Florida beat Bethune-Cookman. Georgia beat Georgia State. That's it. Uh, yeah, somehow Vanderbilt has gotten worse on their logo. Somehow Vanderbilt changing their football logo has or athletic logo has gotten worse. It was just a V, right? Yeah, but it's even a bad V. Like, I... There was nothing wrong with the previous Vanderbilt logo with the star and the V and the star or whatever. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. used to it. It was fine. Sure. But now it's just out of a plain V, isn't it, it? But it's like it's not symmetrical. Yeah, it's ugly. It's it's bad. It's really bad. I mean, I know you're not getting worked up over a logo. No, but, but you do wonder where hand raised guy is that goes. Why? What's well, Vanderbilt? Do they have a hand raised? They guy? don't. Well, no, no. They won't even spend money on a hand raised. What guy. they would have to have a committee to determine what exactly you would do with hand raised guy, and if you had hand raised guy, would you have to balance that out? And now you have multiple hand-raised people, and, and so nothing gets done. I mean... They wouldn't have, like, one hand-raised person. They... I mean, I've got it here. Or I had it here. I kind of liked their, like, late 90s logo where they had, like, the Commodore in the V with the Vanderbilt across the front of it. Um, oh, yeah, I like that. That was fine. I don't know what yeah, they call sure. him. Like, I don't, don't... Don't even start me on, like, what names are or anything, but... It's like Admiral something, right? Is, I, mean, I don't know. What's what, what's the what's the Commodore called? What is his name? I don't know. You could probably tell me most everybody else in the league, but I couldn't 
Rats have no clue. I mean, what is their mascot called? Is it really just Mr. Commodore? Are you guys serious? <laughs> Mr. Commodore, a.k.a. Mr. C, the mascot for Vanderbilt University, has led students and athletes to unparalleled success since 1873. Yeah. yeah. He's undergone many transformations. Well, I buy that, guys. I bet. But one thing remains constant. There's a typo, by the way, in that. Uh, his passion for Vandy, the 2003 NCAA mascot national champion, oh. is the jack of all trades and a master of all of them. Can be found cheering on the doors at athletic events, surprising folks on their birthdays, or mm. even dancing at your wedding. Wow. How much does it cost to get Mr. C at your wedding? I need an answer here, guys. Can somebody please try to figure out what it's going to cost to get Mr. C at your 500 wedding? 500 bucks. You think that's it? Oh, that's more than that. Would you pay more than that? Well, now, I didn't say that. I mean, I'm assuming you're in Nashville. You're just getting someone to throw a costume on and come over for an hour. Do they travel? Oh, What's I, the radius on the Commodore? I mean, I would think... Will they pack up his stuff and head to Santa Monica if I want him to? I would think not. I mean, you think I, it's got to be local? I'm sure there's a price for everything, but... If I offer him ten grand, he'll go get on a plane and come to... You offer me ten grand, I'll go get on a plane. You'll go dance at the wedding? I'll put on a costume. You'll do the Aggie War him at the wedding, won't you? I would. I'd have to learn it first, but yes. That's fine. We got time. Yeah. You got to do the sway thing. You got to lock arms and start the seance. Put enough money in my pocket and I'll, there's not much I won't do. I'm for sale. Yeah, it's really Mr. C. <laughs> it is like a low rent version of the Demon Deacon. <laughs> yes. That is a good point. It is very much like the, 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 the Sam's Club version of the Demon Deacon. Yeah. They look sort of similar. I'm surprised with Vanderbilt and its current climate that they have still a Mr. C. Oh, really? I'm surprised they just don't have a C. You're assuming anybody cares. <laughs> well, I know nobody cares, but if you can't. I'm, I'm not convinced that the people inside the building at Vanderbilt wouldn't care or feel like they needed you to believe they cared. <laughs> Every school has their issues, but... God bless Chris Lee. He's got to wake up every day going, I, I don't even know how to. Yeah, he's kind of shifted his focus to other things. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, because they don't try. No. no. I mean, when Corbin is gone, I, is anything in their athletic department? Like, I mean, you want to like poke him with a stick. Stackhouse is doing okay. They got eliminated last night. No, he has done a good job. But yeah. from a from a support, from a no, administration, from a funding standpoint, no, no, they don't care. No, they don't care. No, Stackhouse has done a hell of a job. Yeah. No, they don't care. They don't care. Not even a little bit. Ole Miss plays there this year? Vanderbilt? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In October, I think. Excited to go. <laughs> I mean, I like Nashville. <laughs> $100 for private parties, 250 for corporate events and weddings. Hold on, that's it? That's it. What's the rules? Can we get Mr. C at one of our MPW Digital events? Will he show? Will he hang out? We could have a party in, in, Nashville, in Nashville and get Mr. C. Can we do that? Would, he come? would that be a corporate event? Or would that be a private party? Either way. We I mean, could raise I'll pay the 250 I don't, It's fine. Yeah, I'd raise... We could raise 250 to have Mr. C. Limited to one hour time limit, more than enough. Oh, that's good. Mileage added for event over 25 miles. Now, we'll stay in the, in, the, in the Nashville metro. That's fine. We should get him to come. Will he come? Sure. I'd rather you pay him. 
Can we get Lenore Ryan to bring the bear over, and then we get the bear and Mr. C together? Oh, that would be fantastic. He can still wear his Lenore Ryan gear. How far is, is Lenore Ryan in Nashville? No, no, no. I'm just making a joke. Oh. But no, I, it's no, absolutely not. But I didn't know where Lenore yeah, yeah, Ryan yeah. was. <laughs> the it. thought of having the bear costume at one of our parties <laughs> is just fantastic. Well, I told you they didn't even like it's the same costume. He just has a, he just has a different. It's literally the same one. I'd love to see it. Hickory, again. North Carolina is where oh, Lenore Ryan yeah, is. That, that would be too expensive. I mean, we know some people over there. We might get it shipped. <laughs> I guess we might have put it on. Yeah. Fine. Start working on it. <laughs> anyway, all right. Enough of the jokes. Move on to spring football in a second. But we do, I'll tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understands your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Kiowa's Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. Martin's off this week, so there won't be a mind on my money. But if you want to get more information about the people who sponsor Mind on My Money, Pinnacle, you can do that. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. And uh, you can get in touch with them at mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John and tell him what you're thinking about doing. Uh, Give him a budget. And he'll give you options to uh, create a special trip that makes a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at uh, jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and uh, previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I've got a mailbag up at RebelGrove.com. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. Serving you for all of your real estate needs in uh, Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573 or uh, 662-842-3844. Podcast is brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery. 662-419-9201. They make all their cheese locally and in-house here in Oxford. It's on White Oak Lane just off Molly Bar. They also have charcuterie, they have a bakery, catering, grazing tables, and much more. You can email them at cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Go to their website or their Instagram page. That is Johnston Hill Creamery as they show you a lot of their new cheeses they have coming out, all their specials. They tell you about the uh, the cheese classes that they put in play too, up to 12 people for those. They can have be private parties. Pretty uh, pretty cool, neat event there as you get to uh, take a gift home at the end and learn some things along the way. So again, Johnston Hill Creamery, 662 662- Four one nine nine two zero one. Um. So, you see this, and I, I didn't get the specifics 
the buyout to let Buck out of his contract was an extra game. Did you yeah, see that? yeah. That was an Thursday, interesting. They get a Thursday night Purdue. Yeah, it's just a college football game, right? It's a Big Ten game. It's Purdue against Illinois, maybe. Was that a little weird? I mean, I don't know. I guess you get something, and like at the end of the day, are you really trying to stop them? I mean, like, what's the? They probably didn't want to. I mean, Buck's been an employee for a long time. They probably were like, if you want to go, we're going to let you go. He obviously will no longer be the voice of the World Series now. Probably the biggest from a spectator standpoint where they will notice him gone. I would think that was one of the things he had to really think about. Called 24 of them during his career. Yeah. It feel weird to listen to a World Series game without Joe Buck on it. Honestly. He did say he thought the World Series needed a different voice that it's been so long and so accustomed. Said that it's not currently in his plans, but he would not hate calling baseball games at ESPN at some point oh. during his uh, his tenure for whatever that uh, whatever that looks like. So just a little change there as they again are headed to ESPN. Thanks for, to uh, Grind for the super chat. He says, "I know it's baseball season, but have y'all seen the S and P Plus ratings for the upcoming season?" Referring to football, with it being a predictive model, which yeah. teams do you see finishing lower or higher than where they are sliding? I've not seen. You got a link? We'll look at them. Yeah, I've not seen. If not, them. it can definitely full time tomorrow. So shoot us a link, and we'll yeah. uh, we'll check them out. But I have not seen that. No, no I haven't. I hadn't gotten there yet. Doesn't mean I couldn't get there like right away, but I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> you can get there quickly. I mean, five I minutes, and we'll. Yeah, we're, we're, I haven't done that yet. We're we can we can get in. Uh, yeah, it's here. It's uh, Penn State Purdue. Penn State, Purdue. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was Purdue and somebody. I mean, it's, you know, it's fine. You get a Thursday night season opening game. Yeah. Fox will have to, will has the rights to carry an opening week game in primetime, an opportunity the network believes will bring in millions of extra ad sale dollars for the network. Sure. The game in a previously unplanned window will be September 1st. Um, again, a Thursday night. Everybody watches the first games. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the foolproof one. Much better than, hey, we're, we want that Purdue game on November the 12th. No, you don't. Well, no, NFL season's still a week away. You're going to watch a Thursday night, September 1st game. We'll be in here doing hand-raised guys. That'll be on the television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually a good trade for them. They get some, they'll make money off of it. And they weren't going to hold him up. He'd been with them for a quarter century. They were going to say, no, no. Who looked good on the hoof in your photo gallery yesterday? <laughs> um, I'm I mean, kidding. I, I know. Grind mentioned him. I mean, Brandon Mack does look the damn part. I will. I will give. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I'll give Brandon Mack that. He yeah, he, he looks sure. the part. Um, well, he was a guy that I remember when they signed him. Tyler Siski and those guys were super excited about him at the time. And then mm-hmm. he last year got hurt. Last year, this staff was excited about him, and then he got hurt. There were some rumblings during the season that he was going to leave, but. That obviously got resolved, or the rumblings weren't accurate. Not all rumblings are accurate. They're not. A lot of them are. A lot of them are partially accurate. In fact, most of them are partially accurate. There's smoke typically in those yes. things. But, you know, he's he's a guy that I'm sure they're excited about. They've, they've got to have some people step up and contribute on that side of the ball. I mean, they lost... They lost some people who made a bunch of tackles last year, who made a bunch of plays. So you've got to replace that production. Well, I was looking through the photos. I mean, forget how they looked, but just in general, kind of familiarizing myself with some names and numbers and stuff. Um, what struck out to me, stuck out to me the most was, as we, we mentioned this yesterday temporarily, 
you're probably not going to find another Sam Williams, but just the steps needed out of like Jamon Gordon and Isaiah Iton, sure. those guys in that year two section where you know they started coming on a little bit at the end of the year. You need to really take that next transition step if you're if, if you're those guys. They've got they've got dudes. We don't really know what that defensive line looks like. It's more than the more interesting parts of spring, but. I just thought, okay, there are some guys that have played a lot of snaps. I'm sure. To see what that looks like or doesn't look like or anything else at that point. I mean, my overall view on this team going into the season pretty is, favorable. is pretty favorable. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Uh, news out of yesterday. Uh, he did not want to talk about it at all, but Caden Costa did not practice yesterday. Or I believe, actually, his quote was, he is not practicing. I believe it felt like a more long-term He's suspended. Answer. Yeah. Now, I don't see how it falls into HIPAA, as Kiffin keeps saying, but that's fine. If you don't want to Did he claim it. HIPAA again? Yeah, he said HIPAA, and I don't think that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't think that's right. And I don't even think it's the other one that would apply to him. Like, I don't want to get caught up in semantics of HIPAA being a doctor's thing, but even what does right. privacy-wise apply, I don't think it applies, but nonetheless, what, whatever. Because I don't see how it's a medical issue. Mm. You'd have to reach and do some mental gymnastics to get there. It's a disciplinary issue, right? That would be my understanding. Yeah. Um. Ulysses Bentley and Kari Coleman were on the field yesterday. How'd they pull that off? I need to find out. I don't know. <laughs> they might be taking classes elsewhere somewhere. They might be doing some online stuff. Or something. I mean, I, I, speculation to a thousand. Okay, guys? Yeah. I'm not reporting. But don't they have to be full-time students to go through spring practice? Yeah. I, you're asking me questions. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you can't know because you, I mean, your gray shirt goes through practice. They just can't play. Yeah, I guess that's true. A gray shirt who has less than 12 hours still. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I would, I, that, that should be pretty easy to find out. Find I was out. impressed. I well, yeah, because it kind of went, hey, hold on. Yeah. So all that crap about that doesn't matter. We just, yeah, they're, they're here? So the, that all that stuff. Well, it never rang more true because Kiffin wanted to talk about it yesterday because he was asking about Bentley and Coleman. He goes into the bit about, hey, it's we've been saying it's free agency, but, hell, this is really free agency. Like, those dudes were playing for somebody else like three days ago. Yeah, he had two pre-planned answers that he just put in. One was about NIL, which I frankly heard a little differently than other people did. Okay, we'll go into it. Soon. And then the other was about Levy. <laughs> the question the question about was, last the bowl game. The question was not about the Well, bowl. no, I actually wrote this in the notebook because it made me laugh because he starts with the answer to the question and ends with the whatever and then there's like 700 words in the middle that had nothing to do with it yeah. because <laughs> if you haven't seen it you can get and watch the video. We've got that rebelgrove.com. We're not going to play his press conference today during the show. But the question was from Michael Katz of the Daily Journal and it was how do you take last year's success and sustain that into year two and make that an annual thing, essentially, was what he was asking. Yeah. And Lane starts off with every year is new, and so every team is new. We lost a lot. You have a lot coming back. Every year is new. We kind of put that behind us. So that's how he starts. And then at the end, so we're moving forward. But in between that, <laughs> it was a complete and utter <laughs> abomination of an answer about the Sugar Bowl <laughs> loss to Baylor where he obliterated the offense, credited the defense, and said that it was embarrassing, among other words. He mentioned that, remember his tie rate against Arkansas, well, whatever that was defensively, this was offensively. He did not give the excuse that Matt Corral was hurt. He just talked about the offense sucking. Um, said we did nothing from a schematic standpoint to confuse them at all. Was in there at one point. It was 
Yeah, he, he was looking for any opportunity to go there, and something about this season made him go back to that and allowed him that answer. It was uh, it was yeah, it was saw, ready to go. There was nothing in that question that that triggered Baylor. We did not ask about the Sugar Bowl. No, because had anybody asked about the Sugar Bowl, I would have looked at him like, "Are you nuts?" Yeah. For once, we actually were moving forward. Yeah, I mean, we're. I thought our questions were fine, and he nope. We're because we, he goes, "I hadn't really talked to you guys since then." So here. Yeah. I mean, that was his quote, which he goes, like, we haven't talked. So, here. So, I need to tell you this. <laughs> and you thought that was directed at Levy? Uh, yeah. You did? Just a little. You don't think he was falling on his own sword there? No. No? no. Felt directed at Levy. Okay. And much the cl- as the clown thing was directed at Jimbo. Although. Said he didn't know if he'd ever been a part of 10 sacks before. Yeah. That was in the quote, too. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was in a re- reasonably good mood yesterday. Yeah, he was fine. He was fine. I mean, he doesn't like talking to us. but was He was fine. really excited to go to Memphis yesterday afternoon, so he was pumped up. Adrenaline was flowing. He probably would have rather talked to us again <laughs> than that. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Having a second press conference. Um, What I like about the whole Kiffin local media press conference thing is that we all know the score now. Everyone does on both sides. And so it's just, it just kind of is what it is. And it's... It's actually so candidly transparent that it's almost fun. Like, nobody's trying to impress anybody anymore. No, it's it's over. It's something that, I mean, (laughs) probably both sides need to take up just a touch, but everybody becomes low energy. Like, it just. (laughs) There's no energy. The entire room drains of energy. Well, and he's saying things and he's looking around to see if anybody gets it. And. Like, I'm thinking to myself, I think I get it, but I kind of need to wake up and listen to this. Like, when I went back and read it, the, the transcript, I was yeah. like, oh, wow, that really was pretty pointed. And then with the uh, the NIL thing, his quote, uh, again, he was asked basically about the $8 million report for a 2023 prospect and how it has become. And he, I mean, he's been very common sense oriented. He's been very honest about this topic from in good ways and bad ways. And his answer, I've said a lot about NIL from the beginning of it. Let's make sure we understand that I love the players are getting paid. I just say how it is. So, you know, I guess I got called a clown before for saying how it is. NIL has a lot to do with where players go and do not think that it's crazy. It literally would be like a head coach in the NFL signing a great free agency class, signing guys, going out and getting those great players and coming up here and saying the contracts had nothing to do with why the players came here. They just wanted to play for me. So, obviously, it had a lot to do with where the players go, and it should. You're talking about 17, 18-year-old kids. Adults choose jobs for a lot, of, a lot of times for money, mm-hmm. for salary. So why would a kid not? It is like that is literally the perfect answer that should just be printed on walls moving forward. Frankly. Yeah, no, he's, and he's exactly right. Quit doing the PR college crap and right. just here's the truth. Yeah, um, we're we're kind of working, Jimbo. No, we just love A and M. We're kind of working on a war room for later in the week, right? Yeah, sure. I mean. I'm going to write about this a little bit in that, or a lot bit in this. Uh-huh. This is where the the market has like different the different values in different markets. There's a lot of talk about the Tennessee thing and the story in the Athletic about eight million dollars, and obviously they not coincidentally they got a commitment from Nico Iamaliva uh, the other day. The high school market. NIL market on these high-ranked kids is insane right now to the point where there aren't but a handful of programs in the country that can even dabble in it 
it does feel like there will be some level of market correction. I would think. Yeah. But it hasn't corrected yet. No, no, no. It's still moving up. Yeah. Um, it's why, like, Ole Miss has a bunch of kids coming in this weekend. And I'm kind of hypothesizing when I say this. It mm-hmm. feels almost like these are guys that you're bringing in to get to know so that when they get into the portal in two years from somewhere else, you've got a connection with them. I literally think the recruiting landscape has changed. How do I say this? Because in some ways, finishing second suddenly matters. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to make this about me at all. Yeah, yeah. But people get mad at not all. Most people don't. But if a handful of people get mad at me because we don't cover recruiting exactly the way that we used to, and maybe the way that others continue to, and I don't know that. And I've consistently said I think recruiting has really changed. And I think because I'm so aware of the backlash, I don't know that I exactly say how much I think it has changed. Mm -hmm. I think it's changed more dramatically than even we've talked about. And I think some of that is almost subtle, and and it's almost subconscious is what I meant to say. I I don't know that they're bringing guys in going, okay, this is a guy that's probably going to end up at Arkansas State. And in two years, we're going to be interested in him. I don't know that it's that literal, but I, I do think subconsciously that's that's part of it. Because I, I think if you asked me today, if you said Ole Miss is going to sign 25 guys, okay, in this next 2023 class, and you said how many of those 2023 guys, how many of that 25 will be high school seniors today? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would be comfortable with a number above 10. And I might be more comfortable with a number like eight. And it's because, A, they're having a tremendous amount of success in the portal. B, there's more player control in the sweet spot with the portal with the kid that, like you were talking about yesterday, with the kid that comes in with two, three years. Mm -hmm. And then C, this is the part that's hard to exactly articulate, the price point is right. You can get get the high – the – transfer portal guy that went to a big school to come to your place second after it didn't work out because he already got paid Mm -hmm. and then you can get the kid that was maybe less recruited out of high school who goes to a smaller school and wants to come up well his price isn't very high right because he's now looking to get someplace to get a little more exposure to get to the league so there's an intrinsic value for him by coming to an sec program Mm-hmm. You know you're going to get the exposure. You're going to get – we talked to Troy Brown about this. You're going to get SEC snaps on film. Lots of them. Any doubts that the NFL has, if they see you playing – if you're playing at Ole Miss, for example, sure. and one week the film is against LSU, and the next week the film is against Auburn, and the next week the film is against Florida – well, they it's, they know. They know what yeah. you are at that point. The guessing game is pretty if, small. If you're a kid that transfers to, to uh, uh, Tennessee and one week it's it's Florida and the next week it's Kentucky and the next week it's Alabama, they, they know what you are. It's across all sports. I mean, Ole Miss knew exactly what they were getting out of Ty Fagan and they got exactly that. Ole Miss getting Jack Washburn goes, all right, we got a guy with a lot of upside, got some problems. He played Oregon State. This is what you're getting. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He threw against UCLA. All right. I can I can make that work. Yeah. 
And now if you expect crazy jumps, that's your fault. But you have a very good baseline on what the floor and the ceilings are. At yeah, that you point. have a decent idea of what it can, what his performance will be. Yeah. So, so I, I thought that was an interesting, and maybe it's because I've had other conversations with other people about it. So I hear him say that, and I know things that, or I've heard things that he said to other people about nil. We talked about. I think we talked about this yesterday. Was such a long day with all the internet stuff. I don't think people try to make this be like some mass statement about what it what it means about Kiffin and how long Kiffin's going to stay. So I just think Kiffin looks at Ole Miss right now in this landscape and says the best path to being nationally competitive, which is what he wants to be, the best path to being consistently nationally competitive is absolutely the transfer portal. Doesn't mean that the next person, whoever that is, and whenever that is, would view it the same way and be necessarily be wrong if they did something different. But I think that's how he views it. And maybe by then, the price on these elite high school kids will have settled. The market will have settled. But right now, the market's just out of control, and there aren't many programs, Ole Miss included, that can really play in those in those waters. One other thing too, and I mean, I'm, I agree with you. It was mostly about Levy, but. Give Kiffin credit again. He's done this throughout, and it's kind of in the climate that we're in just around period right now. Why I even point this out? He does have the sentence in there that says, as a head coach, I take responsibility for that, and it was embarrassing. Led to the Sugar Bowl. It wasn't in there. Hey. Oh, yeah. My deal. No, no. Whatever. I mean, it's why I got credit for going, I don't know why they're clapping. Like, yeah, great. Moral victory, but we lost. Yeah. Move on. Expectations no, here. I give him a ton of credit. We're not for that. settling down here. No. Not going to sugarcoat it. No, it's, that. Very first, very first game that he coached at Ole Miss against Florida, yeah, in a pandemic stadium and all that stuff. And I think we all went into it going, "Ah, Florida win by three touchdowns." Yeah, they played. And well. Ole Miss played really well and and offensively. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, no, we're not. Nope, we lost." Yeah, glad people appreciate our effort, but nope. Yeah, <clears throat> so he's consistent with that. It's it's uh, refreshing. Well, it's it's that. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. The Oxford Film Festival beginning today. It's running through March 27th. Um, you can find out more information on that at ox-film.com for a you know, list of showings, locations, and much, much more. And big weekend here in Oxford with uh, Tennessee in town. Dinner reservations, hotel reservations, probably a little tough at this point. Give it a shot if you have uh, interest in that. And then go ahead and get those settled for double-decker. Coming up in uh, late April, again, Mississippi State Ole Miss Baseball, Grove Bowl, Double Decker, tons going on in Oxford this week and every week. And to find out more about that, visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Uh, let's see. We are also uh, brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Um Service specialist goal is to get to know you, your strengths, see what you're looking for in your next career move to help you find the right fit. It's free for the candidate. All conversations are kept confidential, so you have nothing to lose by giving them a call. It's uh, get get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Hoping to have a uh, Peyton Chatney show for you here soon. Peyton's schedule yesterday was, as we've referenced, pretty weird. Uh, we're brought to you by that show's brought to you by The Rogue. This podcast also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. 
Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's the perfect something for everyone at the Rogue. All the best items for Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Uh, Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile, so call Corinth Dental today. For a no-cost digital scan of your teeth, let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. We're also brought to you by Bell & Grove. Based out of Chattanooga, Bell & Grove is a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the U.S. that can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, they can help customers design a uh, custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. With two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, there's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings, uh, buying your first horse, competing in nationally recognized competitions, and more. They, uh, If you have questions about lessons, boarding, or sales, contact Bowers Cone. That's B-O-W-E-R-S Cone, the number one, at gmail.com, or message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Um, Kyle, thanks for the super chat. I was kind of waiting until we got through that to, to get here. Yeah, I... I agree with you. It is just an incredibly weird thing. Uh, reader's question in a second. I was looking up something first. To uh, This to, question to was, I think Brad Bohannon is a great coach for Alabama. Do you think he'll get three yeah. to four more years? The way people are quick to make a change really hurts. It's the one the place in the in the conference that might wait it out. I actually agree with you. I think Brad Bohannon's a really good baseball coach. I, I, I do. Um, I like him a lot. If he's a guy that had some success – I think he would be a good fit at a lot of places, not even necessarily Ole Miss, but I, I think he is better than his record has been. The problem, though, is that his record has been abysmal. Um, yeah. You look at what he's done at Alabama. I, I mean, this could be running together. I might be forgetting a coach. I think he replaced Mitch Gaspar. And he went 8-22 and in the SEC in year one, 7-23 and in year two. They had the pandemic, 12-17 and in 2021, and then now this year they're okay, but not you know, whatever. You want to give them a little bit of a break because of Connor Prelip's injury, but you can't do that too much. Um, they made a regional in 2021, even going 12 and 17 in the league. Uh, they were in the LaTeX regional. They lost that. I guess that was the regional NC State ended up winning. Was that right? When the NC State yeah. and LaTeX regional last yeah. year? Yeah, and then NC State went to Fayetteville and won. Right. right. So he's he's 27 and 63 in the SEC at this point. Yeah. From a career. Um, they're twelve and seven overall. It's going to be a very difficult thing to make a regional. I, I don't know. I mean, it. it no, I, I don't see him getting three to four more years. You can't suck like this to that level and get that. His problem is that you felt like that at Alabama. I don't know what other head coach job you get unless it's at a really low level and it takes a long time to get back. Um, maybe an ADC something. Like I said, I, I think he's good. I think it's a really hard job. 
think it's a sneaky, even harder job than maybe we realize it is. Where was he before that? He was at Kentucky, and he was at Auburn as an assistant before okay. that. Um, I mean, he's been around for a long time. I mean, he's his he played. He graduated in '97, so I mean, he's been yeah been that, tooling around for a while. Just tells you, at jobs like that, you got to go get. your He's forty six years old. You got to get your money. Well, and he's not. I mean, he's doing okay, but he's only man, this thing too. Alabama doesn't pay anything. He's making four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Oh, is that all? Yes. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's a guy, and I know I'm going to sound nuts here. He's a guy that if I could get out at the end of the year and take the La Tech job when Lane Burroughs leaves to reset, what, go what, down a level. What does Tech pay Burroughs? I have no idea. I can look it up. Quarter million? I, I have, yeah, no, I mean, I, I could guess, but I don't know. But to me, that's something that would make sense for him is more of like. Yeah, you get to live in Ruston. You, you do. Yeah. How cool would that be? I mean, you've been in Tuscaloosa. It's not like you've been in a garden spot. <laughs> I mean. You do hate you some Tuscaloosa. It's a terrible. Uh, it's, it's one of the worst. Things. Oh, God. You that, hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it always cracks me up how much you hate Tuscaloosa. Oh, maybe not, because he would be taking a huge pay cut. Maybe you just ride out what you do at Alabama. Like I, I still Bur- think it's the move, but what's Burroughs making? His base is one hundred twenty-five thousand. So with camps and everything, he's probably making one seventy-five. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Two. Mm. Mm. <sighs> what's Vitello make at Tennessee? They bumped him up pretty good. He got he it's got like six, seven. It might even be more than that. Okay. He got kind of promised the world a little bit at Tennessee on yeah. stadium stuff and whatnot. I mean, no, he's up to one five. Is he really? Yeah. Tennessee what is, paying uh, one five. What's Van Horn make at Arkansas? It's in that one two to one four, one five range, somewhere gotcha. in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I could make it work on one five in Knoxville or Fayetteville. I could I Oh could, I could pull that off. Make it work on one make it work at one two five in Oxford. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could do that too. Yeah. I don't even, other than Corbin, who I think is, I mean, it's off the books because they're a private school. I think they're paying him like 2-1. That's what I've heard. It's uh, north of $2 million. Yeah. Other than, beyond that, I'm not really sure. There's a bunch of coaches kind of in that one five, one three, one six range. Um, Jay Johnson's kind of up there. I think at LSU, they're paying him around that. Yeah. Um, Mike, I, there was a lot of rumors that Schlossnagel was making like one seven five, one eight at A&M, but Ross told me that's not true, that it's closer to. Mike's salary somewhere in that okay. one, 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 two range. Um, you and Ross still hanging out. Like, this was months ago. This was yeah. Y'all this, chatting a lot. This was this was a while ago. Um, yeah. Uh, the last time I talked to Ross, I asked him something and he declined comment. So that was. Uh, they still have a women's basketball open. Uh, what have they done? I saw Mark Passwaters yesterday say he thought they were hiring the Georgia coach. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. That is what I what I heard. So he did stay inside the league. He did. Yeah, Tony Vitello is under contract, which doesn't mean anything, through 2026, and is making one, uh, one five. That's pretty good money. That's not terrible. No, he's done a good job. Done a hell of a job. Yeah. wonder what they'll have to pay him to keep him when the time comes. Yeah, Van Horn's base is 925, but he's making well more than that. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, not, yeah. that's not true. And they care enough about it to pay. Oh, they'll pay whatever as yeah. long as it, that, that – like. Baseball can't get to a point that would scare them off from a salary standpoint. In a bidding war between two schools for a coach that they both wanted, how how high is too high? At what point is you like this is insane? Who are we talking about? Anybody? In, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm what schools? Like, I'm, I'm referencing Vitello in a Tennessee Arkansas bidding war, but that applies. To, you could you could 
you could take names. You've got to you've got to really clench your teeth, in my opinion, to pay two million dollars. Yeah, because it doesn't make any money. You like it, it, you, when you do it, you have to just go. Nope, we are doing it simply because we want to win at the sport. This is an emotional decision. Well, and, and not you've got to really convince yourself there's a lot of indirect positives. Yeah, that the balance book is not going to necessarily balance. That it's got that, intrinsic value. But Ole Miss breaks even or makes a little bit of money making paying Mike one two. So from even from a business standpoint, you can justify that because sure. it's it's not baseball's job to pay for softball or tennis. No, it's football. Yeah, so like their job is to just don't lose too much money. Yeah. So in that standpoint, now it's where if the crowd ever fell off, you go, whoa, 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 whoa. This, this of is course. Dark. But as long as you're selling tickets, you can get there financially. It's why this weekend, I mean, we, I know. <laughs> we, we don't do this very often because it makes people mad. But people do the, man, everyone's mad at Mike for interviewing for that LSU job. Oh, there's 10,000 people at all these games. I don't, I don't, how mad are they? I mean, it. Well, because it was the topic yesterday. I mean, because I, like, like like Nick Suss, we we talked for five seconds yesterday, and he goes, how many people do you think are going to be this weekend? They're going to average like 11-5? And I went, yeah. Yeah. They, as many Saturday as they can, is going to be 12-something. As many as they can fit? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's when you're doing the whole healthy program thing, that's pretty healthy. Yeah, Vitello is kind of hated. That's a good point, G. Yeah. I, I don't know that he's Will Wade hated, but he is. He, yeah, he's, no, he's, he's not hated. Wade hated. Because Wade, Wade's not only hated, he's disrespected. Good point. Vitello probably is grudgingly respected and just kind of hated. Kyle following up. Thank you. He says, if he doesn't get three to four years, who the hell is coming here that would do better? Well, now, look, that, amen. But Well, that's the problem. You're in a division with five <laughs> schools that really care yeah. a lot. And Auburn would like to care. But five really care. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Arkansas all really care. Yeah, they I mean, care as much as any other five in the well, country. Well, it shows. So. I mean, like they'll, all five of those schools, State might not this year because of the injuries and stuff, but they, in fairness to them, they had some pretty crazy environments last year. All five of those schools will have weekends this season where the environment's wild, where you look at it and go, man, this is great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to answer your question, two million feels like you got to really kind of justify that somehow. Uh, yeah, because why? Like, is he that much better than the dude I can pay one for? Like, maybe, but unless he's going to Omaha every year, well, that's what you're paying for at that point. You go every year, which okay, hard. And this thing, too, Tennessee's ceiling. Now, look, they have done a good job of maximizing it. They get to Omaha last year. They went to Omaha in 05. They went to Omaha in 01 or 02. Well, I mean, he's been there how long? Two or three years. I don't yeah, know. He's I mean, already whatever. been to Omaha once. And yeah. Hasn't. I know. He's done a hell of a job. Yeah. Um, but I was trying to think. Tennessee has the capability. I guess my point. I mean, Delmonico took them twice. It's sure. been a while. but Sure. And other programs are more invested now than at that sure. point. But. Tennessee does not have the ceiling bumps that Missouri and Kentucky do. Those two for sure. Kentucky can be good, but it's easier for Tennessee to be good than Kentucky to be good. Kentucky gets very schemish and kind of niche. Tennessee has a paper mache ceiling. Those have concrete ceilings. Well, Missouri sure as hell has a concrete ceiling. <laughs> it's like reinforced. Yeah, they just don't care. There's some pitching occasionally. Yeah, whatever. If they win. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> It was my favorite thing, like, right before they joined the league. They'd have, like, snow outs 
and they, they they weren't in the SEC to know to film everything, and they'd put actual attendance up, and it was like 23, 19, <laughs> 27. And I'm like, guys, you can count the players. We can at least say 200. Like, yeah. there's there's people. The umpires count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they were in attendance. That is they what, attended the game. Yeah, that is what counts. But no, look, Alabama, if they fire, like, dude, I don't know. I mean, if you fire Bohannon, you almost got to, like, pick out some mid-major head coach and just see if you might catch lightning in a bottle. Otherwise, it makes no sense. So, I don't, I don't know. Anyway. We started talking about streams. I guess we'll finish. The stream fixed itself. And I have no idea. How. Really? Yeah, it's all. Oh, uh, it says excellent condition. I don't get it. Whatever. We're here. We we made it. It's, maybe they've. Maybe the connection's better. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? It was it was shaky. Well, they cut it. Yeah, they cut the line. They cut a line, or they had a line. And I, I come on, weather damage. I don't know. The line was. was no, I got was the uh, the impression that I got was it was not weather related. Oh, really? The cut. weather slowed down the ability to fix uh, it. Okay. Well, fair enough. So, all right, uh, baseball tonight, 6.30, Memphis, Ole Miss for that one. And, again, pro day this afternoon. You can watch it somehow. We'll get that to you. We'll put it on the message board and then have any reaction from Matt following uh, that, assuming he does talk to the media when it is uh, when it is over. So that's coming up later today. Hope you guys have a wonderful afternoon, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.